I've heard it said that owning a second home is now considered the American dream. A lot of folks have done it, and I know a lot of other folks are thinking about it. But is it right for you? In this episode, I'll give you some things to think about, as well as give you the details on the condo that we bought a little under two and a half years ago. Let's jump in. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Hey there, welcome to the My Retirement Clarity Podcast. As always, I am your host, Lee Perkins. I've given Ben George the day off today. Uh, I am the owner and the founder of JL Perkins Wealth Management. We are a retirement planning firm right here in Macon, Georgia. We work with folks who are usually over the age of 55 and who are either retired or almost retired. And this is the group of folks that we think we can bring the most value to. So that's who we've chosen to work with. And of course, you can learn a lot more about who we are and who we help at our website, which is www.myretirementclarity.com. So I I think the topic of today's podcast is going to be a good one because it's really a question that I've answered literally dozens of times over my career, but it's become more common, I would say, probably in the last five to seven years. Um, I think more people are considering buying a second home nowadays, and that's probably just a result of increasing wealth for a lot of people out there today. And and I think what used to seem really like something that was just an option for the wealthiest folks out there now seems to be well within reach to what we would now call the middle class. So on today's show, I really want to answer some of the most common questions, but I also want to walk you through the details that my wife and I went through before we bought our condo just a little over two and a half years, two years ago. Not quite two and a half years to this point. So if you are considering buying a second home, there's a lot to consider outside of just the the first question, which is whether or not you can afford it. So uh, I do want to go ahead and give you a heads up. This show is not about you becoming a real estate investor and buying a whole bunch of properties over time. So I'm just talking specifically to people out there who, like us, were were looking to buy a place that they can go and spend time at either part-time or on weekends or during extended uh, periods of time. So I think probably a good place to start um, is I think you need to think about what kind of property is, property that it is that you want to buy. Is is it going to be a condo? Is it a cabin uh, maybe in the mountains? Or is it a, a house on the beach or possibly even a lake? I want you to get what you want, of course, but I think you need to really determine how often you're going to actually use it and is it going to be worth it. So if you're only going to go a couple of weekends a year, you know, you could take that money that you would spend in a year on your place and pretty much go anywhere in the world. So make sure that if you plan to buy a place that you actually have a plan in place to use it. I also think it's important to consider how far the drive is to your new place uh, because I've had people tell me that they used to be able to get to their cabin uh, up in the mountains of North Georgia in three, three and a half hours, but now it takes 
closer to you know four and a half or five hours because of the the traffic um, you know in and around Atlanta and and all those kind of things. So I think that's something to really think about before you just jump in and, and buy a place. I also think one of the next things for you to consider is whether or not you plan to rent this second house. Um, some people choose to rent their place out for part of the year and then use it for another part of the year. And I think this can be a good idea, especially if you are okay with somebody else using your place. And, you know, if, if this is done properly, of course, the rental income that you get for part of the year can pay for a good chunk of your mortgage. Or if it's, you know, the demand is enough, it might be able to pay for your mortgage for the entire year. I would tell you this, though, if you are counting on rental income to make your mortgage payment, and if it's going to be tight for you to make that payment without rental income, I would not advise you to buy the property. I would tell you that, that you really need to be able to afford the payment and all the expenses on your own without any additional rental income. So if you get renters, that's great, but you don't want to be in a bind financially if it doesn't rent the way that you think it will. So once you've decided what type of, of second home that you want and you know that you can afford it, I think the next thing that you should ask yourself is, how much work is this going to be? Don't underestimate the amount of time and energy that will go uh, into to keeping up this new place. I've seen people buy a, a house on the lake and, and wind up selling it pretty soon afterwards. And, and what these folks told me, they said it was great at first. They used it, you know, almost every weekend or every other weekend. The kids and grandkids came all the time. But after the, the shine wore off, after the newness was gone, those trips were, were less and less frequent. And then sometimes it would take, you know, a, a full day of work ahead of time on the front end of a trip just to get the place ready for people to come use for a couple of days. So if I bought a lake house at this point, I would certainly look to hire a lawn service. Uh, and if I didn't do that, you know, of course, I would probably have to buy another lawn mower so I didn't have to haul mine back and forth. Um, and I think that, you know, cutting the grass and the general maintenance of actually owning a second house is something that a lot of people don't really think about uh, enough before they pull the trigger. So I think that's something that you should definitely take into consideration. Um, also, if you buy a place at the lake, it's likely that you're going to want a boat. And if you've got a boat, you will have problems. Um, I've never met anybody who has had a maintenance-free boat. They always have issues. And, and I actually had lunch with a friend of mine last week who, who just bought a, a place at Lake Oconee in the last year and a half, two years. And of course, he bought a used ski boat. And earlier this year, that motor went out, he said, and it was about a seven or $8,000 repair. And he said it took about three or four months to get it fixed. Well, his kids didn't really want to go to the lake house if they didn't have a boat. And so it was kind of a, a little bit of a struggle to get them, um, you know, to get them, them to go without having access to the boat. Uh, he also told me that he spends a fair amount of time working on his dock. So again, I'm not trying to talk you out of a lake house because it can be fantastic, but I want you to think through all of the possible maintenance issues that could come with a lake house. Now, I would say probably 10 years ago, I would have preferred a place at the lake. I would have loved to have a place at Lake Sinclair 
or of course Lake Oconee, but now I, I don't think I would want one, and that's mainly because I don't want the maintenance of, of a house somewhere else, and I'm certainly not handy enough to, to work on a boat. So th this was one of my major concerns, and it's why Pam and I wound up choosing a condo rather than a house. I don't have to cut grass at my condo. Uh, I don't have to blow off the driveway. I don't have to worry about a lot of the things that I'd have to worry about if we owned a regular house. So here's another thing to think about. And, you know, I, I think it's important for you to, to think through just a little bit your exit strategy before you buy a second home. So go ahead and ask yourself, you know, when it comes time for you to sell this place, are you going to be able to get rid of it in a timely manner? Now, I'm not asking you to try to predict what the, the real estate market is going to be in, in 5, 10, or, or 15 years, or however long you plan to keep it. But you should ask yourself if you think you could sell it without taking a huge loss. Uh, and I think you know this is really probably a function of when you buy and how much you pay for the place. And you know, did you get a good deal? Uh, did you buy at the height of the market or when the market was depressed a little bit? Are you going to have to sink a lot of money into the place to get your money back? So just think through these things before you, you buy any type of second, second property. Hey there, sorry to interrupt the show, but I wanted to take just a quick second to tell you about our new e-newsletter called Uncommon Sense. Now I know the last thing you probably want is another email from a financial firm giving you the same old industry jargon that every brokerage firm out there gives you. I get it. Nobody wants that stuff because it's boring. But our newsletter is anything but boring. Information plus entertainment is infotainment. And that's the goal. And that's what Uncommon Sense is. So we want to inform you in a very entertaining way so you'll get stories of how financial planning works in the real world and not some corporate boardroom of a Wall Street firm. You'll also get access to a lot of other great resources, so just head on over to our website, www.myretirementclarity.com, and click on the Uncommon Sense logo. Just put in a good email address, and you'll be good to go. Now, back to the show. All right, so I've given you three or four things to think about before you decide to move forward, but now I've, I want to give you guys some details on our condo, um, sort of how we decided to buy, how much we paid how much we spent, you know, to kind of put into this place, and then how much we spend monthly. And I'm going to go through all of this, you know, not because I want you to know any of my business. Certainly Pam would, she'd be mortified if she knew that I was talking about the details of this. But, but I share this information because I want to inspire those of you who may be on the fence uh, one way or another, because for us, it has been just a, a fantastic decision. So our journey to buying a condo, it, it was really a pretty quick one. Um, back in 2019, Pam and I went to St. Simons for spring break with several other couples because that's where a lot of the teenagers from Macon go during spring break. And we wanted to be there. Um, of course, our son wasn't old enough at the time for us to feel comfortable with letting him come you know, or go there by himself. And we'd heard that it was kind of wild during spring break. So we wanted to be here. Now, I'd been to St. Simon's probably 20 years ago for um, a, a wedding that, that I came to. And, and honestly, I didn't really care for it at all. I thought it was a place for old people. And looking back now, 20 years ago, I was 30. Now I'm 50. 
I probably would consider me an old person um, looking at a 50-year-old now. But I was used to going to the Gulf. And honestly, there's no comparison to the beaches uh, at the Gulf. Uh, the white sand is awesome, you know, and I, I love the Gulf. But we really had a great time here in St. Simons. The food was great. The, the folks were nice. And it was just, it was really cool. So fast forward a year later, and this was in 2020, we went tubing on the Old Mulgee with, a, with the same group of friends that we went to St. Simons with. And this was on Memorial Day weekend. We're just floating down the river, and, and one of my buddies that, that has a place in St. Simons said that we should consider buying a, a place in St. Simons. And really, that was a short conversation, and I just sort of dismissed his suggestion, and we didn't even talk about it. But the next day, I was at work, and so this was on a Tuesday. He sent me a text that had a link to a condo that was for sale uh, and it was actually in the same complex that we stayed in a year earlier for that spring break trip. So I looked at it and I forwarded that link to Pam. And all I said was, what do you think? And she replied back, are you serious? And all I said was, I am if you are. Well, long story short, we drove to St. Simon's three days later on that Friday. And we met with a real estate agent. We saw the condo. Uh, we ate lunch and drove home. During that drive home, you know, we discussed in a lot of details the pros and cons. And of course, we prayed about it over that weekend because uh, we wanted to make sure we were making the right decision for us. And so later on Sunday afternoon, we called the agent, made an offer. They countered. Then we made another offer on Monday morning. And by Monday after lunch, they accepted our offer and we had a deal in place. So looking back, it's really sort of crazy how quick it all happened. Um, we closed on the condo about 25 days later, and we were in it in time to spend July 4th week here um, just really a month later. So was it an impulse purchase for us? Probably so, but it, it's been great for our family. So here were some of our thoughts as we were going through this. Could we afford it? Yes. Was it the place that we always dreamed about? No. I would much rather have had a, a place on the Gulf, like I said. But thinking through the logistics of it, it takes over five hours to get to the Gulf. And, and we'd be in St. Simons in a little bit over three hours, which meant that we could get away for, you know, for the weekend pretty easily. And that fit better in our stage of life that we're in right now. My next consideration was the maintenance. And because our condo has an HOA, I knew I didn't have to cut grass. Uh, as a matter of fact... I don't have to do anything at this place. I can just show up. We can put our bags down and sit on the couch and relax. And so we also made the decision early on for us not to rent out this place. Um, and, and this decision was probably influenced a little bit by some friends of ours who rent out their condos here in St. Simons. And inevitably, every time they wanted to go and you know we wanted them to come down here with us, their place was, was rented. So... I think this is probably because they didn't do a great job of, of blocking off time for, for them. But, you know, because they rented it a fair amount, they didn't have the flexibility to take a last minute trip. Um, and so this has been a real pro for us. As a matter of fact, I'm recording this episode from our condo in St. Simons at our kitchen table. Uh, and we decided to come on this trip about five days ago. So it's not something that we put on the calendar a long time ago. So we love being able to just drop things and head this direction. 
So here's how the numbers break down for the condo that we bought here in St. Simons. Uh, we bought the condo for $300,000. It is a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath condo with a, uh, a two-car garage. Uh, and it's about 1,600 square feet of you know heated and cooled space. We put down $30,000, and our mortgage payment is $1,631 a month. Now, this includes taxes and insurance, but uh, it doesn't include our HOA fee, which is another $270 a month. So what does that $270 get me? It gets me complete loan maintenance, uh, which means I never have to cut the grass, and it also gets us access to the swimming pool in the complex. There's no clubhouse or anything fancy like that, just a swimming pool. I've actually never been in the pool before, but my kids have, and, and of course they love it. Uh, so my mortgage and my HOA totals right at $1,900 per month. Um, now I do have a few other bills, of course. Uh, we have a water bill, a power bill, and then a combined TV and internet bill. And I can't think of anything else that, that we pay in addition to that. Um, I've got all of it set up on auto pay. My guess is that these other three things probably combine for a little bit less than $400 per month. So when you add it all up, this place cost us about $2,300 a month. We did decide to do a 30-year mortgage with the thought being that, you know, I'm 50 years old when, when I bought this place and, you know, does it really matter if I die with a mortgage? In my opinion, it does not. Our kids will wind up with it. If they don't want it, they can sell it. And if there is a balance on the mortgage, they can pay it off at that time. Of course, we did this about two and a half years ago. So we got a 2.97% interest rate. Surely you can't get that right now, but we know rates are going to come down at some point in the future. Uh, we just don't know when. So if you bought a $300,000 condo right now and you put down the same amount that we did, your mortgage payment right now is going to be higher than ours because of the interest rate. So for us, y'all, this place has been awesome and it was a, a fantastic purchase for us. Uh, we actually had it appraised about two months ago and it appraised for over $600,000 and there have been a few units in our complex that have sold for that recently. And I've had people tell me, some friends of mine tell me that, that we're crazy not to sell it because I could double my money. Sure, I could sell it, put $300,000 in the bank, but I would have nowhere to go. And so we didn't buy this place to, to sell it real quick and turn around and make a bunch of money. We bought it so we could enjoy it as a family. You know, my kids are 19 and 15. And for us, this is a great phase in our life to have a place like this that we can just go to as a family. So what else have we spent on the place? Well, of course, we had to buy some furniture. And I don't really know exactly what we spent here because Pam did a lot of this over time. But my guess is that we spent maybe $10,000 on furniture and decorations and throw pillows and more throw pillows. Uh, I know we have not spent $12,000 to this point, but we're in that ten dollars to $12,000 range for, for furniture and things like that. Uh, the condo already came with all appliances, um, a washer and dryer, so we didn't have to do that. We did have to pay to have the inside repainted. And I think the guy charged us about $2,000. But that's really all we've done to the place. The only other major cash outlay was for a new golf cart. 
So if you've been to St. Simons before, you've seen everybody driving around in golf carts. And to me, this was a necessity for us. So we brought uh, bought a, uh, a brand new six-seater gas golf cart. And I think we paid about $13,000 for it. And so really, to me, living here, you know, having a place here in St. Simons, having a golf cart changes how you see the island. So that's been one of the the best parts of being here, just the ability to go hop in the golf cart, ride around the island, and just kind of hang out and see some really cool things. Now, I know there are a lot of listeners out there who can afford to spend way more than we did on a second house. And I know there are those listening who could probably afford something a little bit less than we spent. So just remember, money is relative, so don't get caught up in what somebody can or can't afford, what somebody else can or can't afford. You only need to worry about what you can afford and what works best for you and your family. Uh, I would say you also need to take into consideration where home prices are right now if you're looking at getting something soon. Uh, Of course, home values are up, so you just sort of need to know that going in. And if you're okay with that, it's fine. Buy something Don't look back, but just know that you may be buying at a time where the value could be higher than what you might be able to sell it for uh, down the road. So, you know, just kind of something else to think about. So really, to close out the episode, I just kind of wanted to reiterate that I'm a big, big fan of having a second home, but only if you can afford it Uh, and only if you're going to use it. I want your second home to be a blessing and, and not a, a curse. Um, if you don't think you're going to use it, don't buy one. Spend your money seeing other places and traveling to different parts of the country. You don't, you don't have to go overseas to see some great sites or a ton of great places right here uh, in the good old U.S. So again, my whole goal with, with this episode is to try to help as many folks as possible live the best retirement that they can. So don't sit around waiting to get old. It's going to happen to all of us at some point. We're all going to get old one day. So make the most of the time that you have, uh, you know, while you're young enough and healthy enough to enjoy it. So that's all I've got here for today's episode. I hope the topic was helpful for you. And if you enjoyed it, I would really appreciate it if you would share it on social media, maybe tag a friend who might be interested in buying a second home. Uh, So anyway, that's it. Thanks again for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time. Lee Perkins here, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the show today. If you like our podcast, we would be honored if you would share the show with others. And one great way to do that is by posting the show to your social media pages or by just telling others about it. Either way, we would really appreciate it. And of course, if you do enjoy the show, we would appreciate it if you would give us a five-star review. And this certainly helps other people like you find our show. And if you want to learn a little more about our firm and how we help people have the best retirement they can possibly have, go check us out at www.myretirementclarity.com. There are a lot of great resources that you can access directly on the website. And of course, if you want to have a conversation with me, you can visit www.talkwithlee.com. And this will take you directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a 15-minute phone call so I can learn a little bit more about your situation. Of course, everybody is not a great fit for our firm, but if I think we can add value and put you in a better situation, 
I'll let you know and we can certainly talk about the next steps. So thanks again for tuning into the show and we'll catch you next time. Investment advisory services are offered by JL Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.